Welcome to Healing Place Church, where our mission is to be a healing place for a hurting world. Listen each week for updated content and be sure to share with your friends. We hope this podcast is a blessing and a resource to you as you pursue God daily. If you have your Bible, you can turn to Luke chapter one. We're in a two-part series called, Do You See What I See? And last week, Pastor Mike talked about Joseph and his perspective of the Christmas narrative. Um, And this week, we're gonna be looking at Mary and uh, we're going to be starting in Luke chapter 1, verse 26. I've titled this sermon, if you're taking notes, and just really a compass for where we're going, is the gift of favor. The gift of favor. And in this passage, an angel by the name of Gabriel, who is an archangel, meaning that he's a lead angel. You've maybe heard of Michael before, who's a warring angel. He's an archangel as well. Gabriel is a messenger angel. And he's sent by God to deliver a message to Mary, who most scholars and historians believe was anywhere from the age of 13 to 15. So a young teenager, and this is what it says in the text. It says this, starting in verse 26, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David, Gabriel appeared to her and said this, greetings, favored woman. It's the first time favor is used. The Lord is with you. Me and my wife just celebrated 16 years of being married on Friday. Come on. We're old enough to drive a car now. And I'm telling you, men, I want you to understand something. The success of our marriage hinges on this greeting right here. Every morning when my wife wakes up, I say to her, greetings, favored woman of God. I'm just playing. I'm sorry. I just couldn't miss that moment. I know that's so cheesy, but it's awesome. Confused and disturbed. So she's confused and she's disturbed. Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. He says, do not be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found, here's the second time, favor with God. Two times. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. Come on, somebody, the greatest name the name above all names, the name that demons bow to and they flee, that darkness cannot stand, that healing takes place in his name. And it says this, you'll name him Jesus, he will be very great and he will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, final verse, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Can we clap our hands for the reading of God's word? It's power in the word. You know, I, I love this time of year. I'm a, I'm a Christmas guy, man. I, I love Christmas. I'm finding myself each year, the tree is getting set up earlier and earlier. I'm thinking I'm probably by the time I'm 60, we're just gonna keep it out all year long. Just the tree's always out. I love it. I just, I love the lights. I love the presence. I particularly like how, for me, this is funny. I like seeing which one of your family members and friends are good at gift giving. How many of y'all have some family members and friends that you just pray and they give you money this year? Just please, maybe a gift card. And if they give you a gift, you're just praying that it comes with a receipt because you're just not the best. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're probably that person with the bad gift giving skills. What are you talking about? Um, I, I, I grew up in a home where the gifts, just my mom and dad, they went all out for Christmas. It was a blast. It was so much fun. And in my, my grandmother though, my dad's mom, 
sweet lady, love her to death. Uh, we called her Gigi, and she was from Tennessee, and, and she came to visit us one, one Christmas. And you know, as a kid, like the size of the box, the size of a gift is a big thing. Like you see a big box and you're like, oh boy, this is gonna be awesome. Maybe there's a reindeer in it. You just, you, you get excited about what could be. And I was thinking, I was like, man, I, I'm pretty sure, and this is the impact that a gift can have, good or bad. I think I was six years old when this happened. You know, that, that's amazing. You can remember something when you're six. And it was a, it was a pretty large gift. It's from Gigi. She traveled the distance from Tennessee. We were living in Baton Rouge at the time. And I remember thinking, what could be in the box? I opened up the box. I, I, I ripped the paper, opened up the box, and, and I, I look inside, and I'm, I'm confused. As a six-year-old, I'm literally confused. I can still remember the feeling that I had. Because I looked in, and there was uh, plate sets, like plates, and bowls, and cups. And it didn't have like Mickey Mouse on it or, or, or anything cartoonish. They were red plates and bowls and cups. I thought, this is terrible. What am I gonna do with this? If you give, if you're a grandparent, you give that kind of gift to your grandchild, you need to repent right now. I'm telling you, man, that's awful. I, I, I remember trying to hold back the tears, and I did. I put on my best Pastor Mike smile. And my sister, she was next. We went, we took turns. Sister was next. Her box was even bigger. It said, to Heather from Gigi. I thought, man, if this is something good, I'm never gonna get over this. She starts to open her box and it was even worse than mine. Hers was filled, listen to this, this is no joke. You cannot make this stuff up. I've been waiting years to tell this story. Hers was filled with coat hangers. Just hundreds. I'm thinking, man, I'll take my plates all day long. I'm gonna have breakfast in bed later on today. You know, my, my, my parents with, with stockings, stockings were a big deal. How many of you do stockings well? I mean, really well. My, 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 she would stuff those stockings so much, they, they, you couldn't hang them. I mean, they weighed like 15, 20 pounds. And they would just be on the ground, they'd be overflowing with greatness. And like, we'd have candy and, 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 and like, I love Reese cups and gift cards. I remember she would like even wrap gifts that were inside the stocking. I don't even know who does that, but she did that. And it'd be like a PlayStation game, it'd be fantastic. And I love stockings. I remember when uh, later on in life, I went to a family's house that was not part of the Ray clan. Wasn't part of the Rays, I'm a Ray. And, and I remember seeing the stocking. I won't mention whose family this was, but I remember the stocking and I, I, I was handed the stocking and I was thinking, oh, this is gonna be great. I was handed the stocking, I look inside and some of you do this, I know you do. I don't understand it, but some of you do this. And I looked inside and there's like apples. <laughs> y'all, y'all, some of y'all are laughing because you're like, what's up? That's what I do. <laughs> apples and oranges and like cantaloupe. It's like all this, all this fruit. <laughs> this is the worst stocking ever. I feel like I'm in the produce section at Whole Foods. 
just shopping in Whole Foods. I remember I took the whole stocking because it was all fruit, no, no sweets in it. We're very, this family is very particular about their cavities, I guess. I remember taking the whole stocking over and just putting it out on the kitchen counter because it was just gonna be used later. And this is what I've learned though. Man, that stuff's funny and it happens, but this is what I've learned. I want you to hear this today. This is the truth and you've gotta believe it, you gotta know it, you gotta receive it, is that the God that we serve, the one who is seated on high, the one who came as a baby and died on a cross and was raised again and is seated in glory and power, he is the greatest gift giver of all time. Come on, you can clap a little louder than that. And the great thing about his gifts is you're never disappointed in them. They don't fade, they don't break, they don't go out of style. His gifts are the greatest gifts Ever. And I want you to hear something today. I want it not just to be in your head, but I want it to go in your heart that God has gifts for you. He has his favor on you. In fact, his favor is a gift that's available for your life. You say, I don't know about that. What are you talking about? His favor is available. What's favor mean? And in the Greek, every single time the word favor is used is the word charis, which is the same word that is translated as a word grace, that his grace is available to you. His good will is available to you, that his face is towards you. His hand is on you. His spirit is in you. His favor is available for your life. But a lot of times people don't believe it. And it's something how, when you look in scripture, everything in the kingdom, everything in the kingdom is accessed by faith. What do you mean by that? A gift is freely given. You didn't work for it, you didn't earn it. It's given. If, if you work throughout the week and you get paid, how many of you know that's not a gift? <laughs> you deserve, somebody said amen to that. You deserve it and you expect it. But a gift is freely given. It's not based upon how talented I am or how holy I am or how smart I am. It's just God giving me a gift and God has gifts for you. And I'm telling you, every single one of you in this room that calls upon the name of Jesus, you're a son and a daughter of God. The gift of favor is available for your life. But sometimes we don't believe it, and when you don't believe something, it's hard to access it. I was thinking about years ago, I went on a mission trip, and I was there with Pastor Jeffrey Wrench, our, our mission pastor. Love Jeff. I've been knowing him since I was four years old. And then Rusty Domain was there. He was a missionary, part of this church, and, and just a great guy. You've probably heard me talk about Rusty. He's a wild man, just preacher for Jesus, and one of my best friends in the whole world, Jesse Rodrigue, was there. And Rusty was looking for some sunglasses. He wanted some sunglasses and, and he, he's like a bulldog and, and we're walking through the town and he sees like this vendor and, and they're selling sunglasses. And, and Rusty goes up to him and, and, and the guy said, I've got Ray-Ban sunglasses. And Rusty said, I want some Ray-Ban sunglasses. And the guy said, it'll be $50. How many of you know right there, Ray-Bans are not $50. And I was thinking, Rusty, man, what a deal. You need to take this. He's like, I'm not giving you $50. I'll give you $20. Rusty starts praying out loud right there. I'm telling you, he's just like that. Lord, give me these for $20. 
And, and he, he goes back and forth to this guy. And I'm like, Rusty, just pay the man the money. He's just like wheeling and dealing. And he finally, he works this guy down. They argue back and forth and he buys the Ray-Bans for $30. He takes these Ray-Bans and he's fired up about them. Man, he's like, oh man, this is awesome. I got Ray-Bans for $30. One day later, the Ray-Bans broke. And he was so upset and he's like, man, these Ray-Bans, the lenses fell off, the little thing that goes, that fell off, it just all broke. He looks on it, and if you've ever seen Ray-Bans, our own Ray-Bans, he looks on it and where it's supposed to say Ray-Ban, it said Ray-Bon, B-O-N. And this is, the Lord brought that to my memory this week for a reason. Sometimes you and I buy things that are counterfeits, that are not truths. They might have a similarity to truth, but it is not the full truth. And too often the people of God, the ones who are called by Jesus, start to believe a lie that is not true. God, you can never have your favor on me. Lord, I can never be good enough for that, which we can't, but by his grace we are. Lord, you can never use my family. Oh, my friend, yes, he can. Does anybody believe that in here today? And you're looking through a lens that's impacting your reality. When God says, I have more for you. Listen, I just made up my mind. And, I, and some of you might, whatever with me, I don't like that, David, that's fine. You can be, you be you, I be me. I made up my mind. I don't mean that like bad. Uh, came out wrong, I guess. I made up my mind. I'm just gonna choose to believe God for great things. I, I'm serious, and you may, well, what if he doesn't do it? Well, what if he does? You know, I, what if God does move in a great way? I, I don't want to just think, Lord, you know, your, your favor can't be on my marriage. We're just going to hopefully just squeak by, just kind of make it as we can. No, I want my marriage to have the favor of God all over it. I, I want, listen to me, I want my kids, I got four of them, Elijah, Judah, Adeline, Samuel. I almost forgot one of their names. I got four of them, so many of them. I want my favor to be on my eldest to my youngest. And you say, man, I don't know about all that favor talk, his grace, his mercy, his goodwill towards you. You know, the problem is this, is we listen to every other voice all across this planet. We plug ourselves, I don't have my phone, but we'll plug ourselves into a phone, into an internet, and the list goes on and on. It's about time the people of God start to plug into what this has to say. I wish somebody would get excited in the race seating. I'm telling you. And you start looking through a different lens of God's word. And you say, man, I might not see it right now, but guess what? Faith is not the things that are seen, it's that which is unseen. And it comes not by sight, but by hearing. Faith is exercise as you hear it. And I just thought as I was preparing this message, I thought, you know what, Lord? I'm just gonna start saying, your favor is on me out loud. You say, I don't like all that. You say, what's wrong with you? Favor's on me. No, I'm gonna start saying it because sometimes I don't even believe it myself. Because you, you have stuff in your life, right? How many of you are going through something right now? You thought, man, I would, bam, wish this was gone. And you go through pain and hardship and disappointment and crisis and the ebbs and flows of life. And, and sometimes you can lose sight and that belief starts to diminish. But God says everything that's accessed in the kingdom is accessed by faith. It's a gift, but it must be received by faith. Put the right lenses on so you can walk in everything God has for you. Amen, everybody. So Mary, she's 13 to 15 years old. Gabriel shows up and Gabriel starts to give her this amazing news. 
I mean, amazing news. And it's funny how Mary is not a princess. She's actually poor. Mary, it says that she's from Nazareth. I learned this this week. I didn't know this. Nazareth was not even mentioned in the Old Testament. She's not from some like well-known city. She's not from Rome or Jerusalem or some well-known village. She's from a no-name place. Later on in the gospel, someone would say, can anything good come from Nazareth? She's 13 to 15. She's poor. She's from Nazareth. You would think, man, how in the world could God's favor be upon someone like that? That, my friend, is the gospel. That is not based upon me. It's based upon him. And that goes with your past as well, my friend. You say, man, you don't know what I've done. Here's the thing. He does and he forgives it and he casts it as far as the east is from the west. And the enemy will lie to you all day long saying you can never have God's favor on your life. How many of you are thankful in here? It's not based upon what you bring to the table, but based upon what he brings to the table. And his favor rested on her. But there's, there's two things I want to give you in the next few minutes that that I believe happen when you recognize that God's favor is on your life. When you recognize that this gift that is given by God is not earned or achieved, this gift is given. And, and, and really before we get into that, I need to just, just set one thing aside as this, is that his favor is more about his presence than it is about his provision even. As I grew up in church where when somebody says, oh man, God's favor's on that person. You know what a lot of times they talked about? Well, that person had a big house. That person drove a fancy car. And I mean, that'd be nice. Anybody in here? That'd be nice. Um, You equate possessions to favor. But that's, that's like not even close to what it truly is. His, His favor is his very presence. Now, does God provide? Absolutely. But I know a lot of people who have a lot of stuff that God's favor is not on them. You know, their life is miserable. Well, well, Billy just got him a new, a new boat, and that's a nice boat. Well, Billy, Billy's boat's not going to last forever. But the joy of the Lord lasts forever. The peace that surpasses all understanding has no end. The Bible actually says this in Psalm 16, verse 11, you will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your what? presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. So it's about his presence. But let me show you this. What happens when you recognize? You guys still good? We good? What happens? The first thing is this. It happens. Fear must decrease. When you recognize God's favor on your life, fear must decrease. This is what it says in verse 30. Don't be afraid, Mary. Don't be afraid, the angel told her. For you have found favor with God. Okay, Look up here. Why would he tell Mary, don't be afraid? Not a trick question. (laughs) He tells her this because she's afraid. Think about it this way. You're having a great day. You're with some of your closest friends. You're out to dinner. And somebody looks at you across the table and says, hey, don't be afraid. If you weren't afraid before, <laughs> you're afraid then. What do, you, what do you mean don't be afraid? Is something about to happen? I, I remember growing up in school and a teacher would say this all the time. 
Everyone stay calm. <laughs> we had tornadoes in, in Alabama a lot. And they sirens go off. And she would say, everybody stay calm. And I remember thinking, if she's telling me to stay calm, I probably don't need to be staying calm. Because you don't tell somebody not to be afraid when they're not afraid and not to stay calm when they're not calm. You don't use that language. And, and Gabriel's telling Mary, don't be afraid because you found favor with God because what she was hearing was great, but it was also daunting. You see, we know the end of the story. We know that Joseph stays with her, that she ends up having Jesus in a manger and there was no room in the end, but Mary didn't know all those steps that were to come. She didn't know if Joseph was gonna leave her. She knew that this was the penalty of death even. She, she, she didn't know how she was gonna raise this child. She didn't know where the provision was gonna come from. She didn't know that gold, frankincense, or myrrh were on their way. I mean, this with God, listen, I mean, you find this with God. He will give you just a, a, a small picture of what's to come, but not the whole story. And I don't know if you're like me, but I'm like, hey God, I appreciate this, it's fantastic, but I need to know a little bit more detail. Tell me a little bit more about what this is gonna look like, God. I know you're telling me these great things, but man, it's scaring me to death, God, because this is way bigger than me. And I don't know what's ahead. And here's the truth, everyone. Healing place, this is the truth. God's favor does not mean that it's going to be easy. Some of y'all didn't like that right there. God's favor does not mean it's going to be fancy and just all smooth and no, no bumps in the road. God's favor is going to require you to lean not on your own understanding. And the enemy loves throwing fear onto God's people. And fear can jump on you in a second. And in fact, this is what the Bible says. It says this, that God has not given us a spirit of fear. 2 Timothy 1 verse 7. What's that mean? It's actually a spirit. Everything that comes against you is not necessarily a spirit, but there is a spirit of fear. And the enemy always uses this to try to derail us from what God has for us. But instead, God says, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. God is not going to call you to something, place his favor on you and just step back and leave you alone. He's in it for the long haul. And this is the thing. He never loses sight of you. My mom, I'm, I'm 39. I'll be 40 next year. My mom, she, she follows me on share your location on the iPhone. It's a little different. She's here in this service. She knows it's true. Where are you, mama? Does she leave? There she is. I see you. I know you see me. <laughs> I will be driving down the road. We share our location with our family, you know. Don't have anything to hide. Driving down the road. I'll get a text. Heading home? Question mark. <laughs> I'll look at that text. I start looking around thinking... Is mama on airline? And I'll be out, I'll be out at Burgersmith. I go to Burgersmith, I like it. She'll send me this, it's so funny. I like burgers. <laughs> what, what is happening here? You like burgers. And I, I'm, I'm in a burger joint, mom's watching me again. She's like, I see you. <laughs> I thought about this. When you go through life, all the unknowns, the lack of detail of what the path before you is gonna look like. I can guarantee you this, the eyes of the Lord do not lose sight of you. 
Not only that, my friend, it's not that he's just watching you from a cellular device. And that device, you can never turn off. You know, you can stop sharing location. But when it comes to God, you can't stop sharing location if you're a child of God. There's no do not disturb. You can't see me. The Bible says in Psalm 139, where can I go to escape your presence? If I go into the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, even there you are. If I take the wings in the morning and go to the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand is on me, your right hand guides me. Come on, can anybody give God praise in this place today? He doesn't lose sight of you. He knows exactly where you are. And not only that, his spirit is with you as well. Mary, she, she hears this news and she says, okay, man, your favor's on me. Gabriel says, do not be afraid because every step of the way in raising this child to the point of the ultimate point of crucifixion or resurrection, I am going to see you through. I don't know what's on your life, but I know this, favor's on your life. And when favor shows up, fear must decrease. It's pushed out. I had this revelation I had this revelation years ago, not that many years ago. I'm going to be vulnerable. I've shared this before a little bit, but I'm going to be vulnerable with you. I was going through a season where, where God was opening up doors. He, he was, and I was incredibly overwhelmed. Now, I'm not, sometimes I don't share everything. I, I deal with a lot internally, and I don't necessarily tell everybody everything going on. My friends are telling me I need to do more of that. I know I do. And I was going through some things. I was, I was dealing with so much fear. So much fear. And I can remember like times when, when I was supposed to preach and Pastor Mike was giving me opportunities and man, I was just so thankful. But I can remember just fear gripping my heart. And I was having, I didn't know at the time, I was having like panic attacks. Anybody ever had that before? That's a blast. I was having <laughs> panic attacks. And, and I, I, was, I couldn't sleep. I'm telling you, it was awful. I just lay in bed and I just, oh no. Oh boy, my eyes be open, I, my heart's pounding. I remember revelation came knocking at my door. This is what revelation is, when something goes from here to here. Something that you know to be true, but it's not in your soul yet. And I remember one day, I was getting ready to do something. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I was getting ready to do something. And I, I just had this revelation. If God has called me to it, he will see me through it. If God has opened this door, then guess what? I'm not walking through it alone. And when that happened, and I still battle, I still have to pray things through and still fight and all those things. But I'm telling you, when that happened, it was just like a peace came all over me. And I just want to tell some of you today, you're in a situation where you think, man, I don't know if God's favor's on me. Just because it's a hard situation doesn't mean God's favor is absent from you. His presence, his, his peace and his love and his goodness, I'm telling you, my friend, is with you. And it pushes back fear. The final thing is this, and we'll close up. Final thing, fear must decrease. Final thing is faithfulness must increase. When you discover, you realize, you believe that God's favor is on your life, faithfulness must increase. This is what it says, verse 38. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. Just look at that. I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. There was belief. And then it says, and the angel left her. When you and I, 
We recognize this gift of favor that God has bestowed on our life. Fear must decrease. Faithfulness must increase. You know what happened next for for Mary? She went to sleep and she woke up the next day. You know what she started doing? She started walking each day at a time in faith and in faithfulness. First thing is she had to have a conversation with Joseph. She was faithful to talk to him. She was faithful each and every day. You know what happened shortly after? Most likely, I know I've never been pregnant myself, but my wife has a number of times. Her ankles started swelling. She started experiencing some morning sickness. Come on, ladies, y'all had that before anybody? Certain smells were not good. She just, ooh, my wife, there was a season where she, she couldn't be around food. I was going to everybody's house trying to find food. Certain smells made her nauseous. You know what she did? She's faithful. Day in and day out. From this amazing moment where this angel showed up to her door, she was faithful day in and day out. And this is what I want to tell you in closing today. When you recognize God's goodness on your life and you know that you don't deserve it, that you didn't earn it, that it wasn't something that you bought yourself, but you know it was bought for you, it should stir something on the inside of us that we say, God, I know I'm not gonna be perfect, but Lord, I'm gonna pursue you with everything I've got. I'm not gonna let this favor go to waste. And even though I might be battling some fear in some seasons, some doubt in some seasons, I'm gonna be filled with faith, God. And day in and day out, each step along the way, I am going to be faithful to my King. She loved on Jesus. She raised Jesus. She fed Jesus. She clothed Jesus. She taught Jesus. She led Jesus until one day, she was at a cross. And can you imagine that moment? She was still there. And there's no pain like the pain of a parent seeing their kid suffer. No pain. And she's sitting there and she sees her son on a tree. But she's still faithful. I, I can imagine she's thinking, well, Gabriel said his kingdom would have no end. But here he is on a tree. And Jesus says, John, take care of my mother and Maybe the story's ending, but she was still faithful even when it didn't make sense at the time. I want to encourage you to be faithful even when the story looks like it's not ending the way you want it to end. Because three days later, something supernatural took place. The grave couldn't hold him. Come on, somebody excited in here today? I'm telling you, this is the gospel. His hands and his feet that were pierced. Resurrection power came in that grave. The stone was rolled away. And the faithfulness of our God never fails. 
And I don't know what you're walking through, but I know this, God sees you and he knows you. And I'm praying today that as you recognize his favor on your life, fear will decrease, but I pray that faithfulness will increase. And that we have a room filled with people who say, God, whatever comes, whatever happens, I'm gonna trust you. I'm gonna follow you, I'm gonna believe in you because your favor is on my life. If you believe that today, God's favor, can you give him a hand clap of praise in this place today? Come on, if you really believe it, give him praise in here. We believe God. Thank you for listening. Take a moment and subscribe so you can become a part of the community here and stay up to date with what is happening at Healing Place Church. For more information about HPC, visit healingplacechurch.org.